0: Okay. wishing everyone a good Shabbos. Safer and Parsha Shamos. Anonymous sponsor. Sure for Shalema. Mich for Michal Ben Sholemit. Okay. Here we go. here we go. new safer parsha shamos. Where does it all where does it all begin? It all safer safer via Bracious ends with Yosef dying. Safer Shamos starts with Yosef dying. How many times does he need to die? The vote of points out is like this. Sefer Baratius is the Sefer of the Others. Who's going to represent? Who are the, going to be the fathers? We've got Avram Yitzhak, and Yakov. Yosef is the quasi state between the Others and the banim. So he dies at the end of Eichin, the Sefer of the Others, and Sefer Shemos is the Sefer of the Bannon. Now we start. Bnei Yisrael and funny like the birth of Bnei Yisrael is right here in Mitzrayim headed down into the abyss ninth level of Tama they're like everyone dies the whole generation dies and after let's go after that after everyone everyone dies and it says a power didn't know who Yosef Let's go pirate didn't know Yosef you know what? power didn't know Yosef it says his own issues we don't look like Yosef anymore. Everyone is just assimilating right into the Egyptian culture. We're losing the whole, what's called the whole flow. We're losing our whole our whole gain, our whole praise, and everything else. And then things start going bad. It says, A new king got up who didn't know what to call Yosef. There's an opinion that it wasn't a new king, but it was an old king with new gears. In the Musa, we have it this way. The Yitzharah is a Zakei Malik an old foolish king. So sometimes he'll give you temptations and tithas and everything else. But his real goal is just to destroy you. So while it looked like the first Paro was just this nice kishma allowing all to go on, but in the end, Paro is represented by the Yetzirah. What he wants is you to fill your Tivas so he'll be able to kill you. He's really the old king with new Gezeris. He's represented by the Yetzirah and everything of that, what's called that nature. And that's the story of Paro. But once we lose it, that's it. You know, you had all these stories from the Seam the Ashaf. The people, you had police officers who have so much of a spy list. One said to another one, said, I wish I was Jewish. Look at these people. They're making a CM, They're making a, They're making a party just for finishing a, finishing a page. It was a Wembley Stadium. They had what's called, have close to 7,000 know, people attended in the Seam Ashaf there. And the, uh, the lady wrote about this, says to the Seam team, says, normally in a gathering this large, you would have, we would collect between 700 to 1,000 dangerous items, like knives and munchucks and all type of things that they wouldn't want in the stadium. On this night, we collected none. Then to more like around 300 events, and not once have I ever had a situation that there was no fighting and no quarrels and no issues and drunkenness and everything else, and that was the case here. here on this night. When everyone left, they all said thank you as if they were instructed to do it. I'm only saying there's only one thing that devastates me, that they only had this event once in seven years. In the Goyim, a, hopping, a that we made the Seema such a call for us to remind us who we really are, and the whole effort high for what we're supposed to be doing and what's going on in the world. Okay, that is that is that note. I want to start today. We're going to get into... Mosher Abenu, of course, he's going to make his introduction into this week's Parsha. And let's start off with a controversial phrase as well. The terrestrial, let's go, brings a story that people wonder if it's even true. But this is the terrestrial, the famous trestle at the end of the tradition. There are a few terrestrials that get people excited, ones with the dinosaurs, you know. And this is another one of those. There's about three. But there is, this is one. And the basic story is that there was a king and he heard about the great Moshe Rabbeinu and he sent an artist to go take a picture to draw him. And he drew Moshe Rabbeinu and he asked his people, Look at this guy tongue you think like this guy looks like he's bad news. he'srahrah, you know he's, a he's a really like really bad person, who knows what he could be he's either a killer or a criminal, who knows what then he can't believe it. And he went over to Moshe Mo and says, "How is this possible? This is you know you really do look like that. What's going on?" over I said, "Yeah, I had all these tun. I could have been all you know all these bad things and I turned it around and then you know became who I am. So that's the controversial test. So people wonder if the story is even true, especially from the standpoint that it says when Moshe was born, the room was filled with light. And then there are other sources that take you really way back. This is uh, what's going on. My friend Newton mentioned from Gladstein, who quoted from the Morami Pano, that Moshe Rabbeinu was actually rooted in the windpipe of Adam because every single person is rooted back in Adam and from different places, and the windpipe did not, what's called, did not, is not for eating. So the windpipe never really ate from the that. So Moshe Rabbeinu was shy from a world of no khayt, but he felt he should have spoke up, what's called, he should have spoke up then. You know, and so like, Adam, oh, don't, don't eat that. So that's what he said, I'm not a man of words, not from now and not from then. And maybe that made him his mission in this world. But whatever it is, he's not shy to the eighth of And others will tell us similar lines. When Adam separated from Chavah for 130 years, those neshamas would return in trial And Yochavid was 130 when Moshe Rabbeinu was born. And all those neshamas, paru v'yishuz, v'yibu, ma'od, 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 Adam. All those souls that were lost when, when Adam and Rishon lost seed would be reincarnated and come back in the triumph. Exactly, let's exactly these times. And after they separated, after they separated, so then Hevel, Neshama came back inside Shays, and the and Chava had Shays. And Moshe is rooted back in Shays. It says, Menamayim Mishi, Suhu, he's drawn out of water. And that's in Moshe's Roshatelis, Moshe, Shays, and Hevel. And goes further Drawn out of water Water is also represented By Taiva He's no shyness To the world of Taiva And then the Shama of Havo Went into Yochavet The Rebam mentioned this it goes into Yochavet When she had Moshe Rabbeinu That's the Rebam The name of the first well, The name of the first Woman ever And then it goes Even further It says a man from Levi Took a woman from Levi And they had a child And some says Pointing out You know if The Christians had a Moshe Rabbeinu They flew from heaven See we would tell you It's a man It's a woman you know, No funny stuff. But here other what he brings otherwise. He said they both they were so lishing Shemayim in the act that they had no connection to the physical world at all. they had no there was no eye at them all. It was one man being malafa with, with Hashem being going with Hashem, and it's one woman going with Hashem and that's producing Moshe Rabbeinu who was like nothing like ever seen before at all. You've got you know, you've got Mosher who ultimately is gonna gulp go up to Shemayim for forty days or forty nights without eating and drinking. Who could do that? He's living, you know, the Madrashan mentioned afterwards what he had to have to leave with Ryan. years and years, he was a king of Kush and didn't touch that with gold. Didn't touch the queen over there. Then he separates from his own wife. He's like he's not shagged to anything. anything on the planet? He's really like that's a that's how it is. Moshe Rabbeinu was not a this is this is who this is who we're, ta- we're talking about. This is like hard to match it as a Tzass as could possibly could possibly be with all these things being said that he's so no to this, to this world, at you know, to this world at all, there is what there is. Tats who mentioned that he's quoting a morale over here, is that what was the emotion? Was a kavan pet? He couldn't speak. It says, really, because what's speech? Speech is a blend of the world of thought, as spiritual and action, as physical, and speech is sort of a middle point between them. Since he was so more, what's so much connected to the higher levels, it was so far gone from the physical world. So there wasn't a proper connection between the two, which made it difficult for him to actually speak in this, what's called, in this world. This is what he says. Now, we know the famous the Medrash, famous that it that like and he went to the crowd, He's taking the, crown, taking the crown off his head, and then Billum's like, oh, no, this is the kid. This is the guy that's going to say to the Jews, you better kill him now. Yes, I like, take it easy. He's only a kid. Pyro's like, okay, let's see what happens. You know, let's see. Maybe he's only a kid. Maybe he's only a kid. He'll just be attracted by Fire. So let's see. We'll put fire, or we'll put the jewels and the diamonds, the crowns, whatever it is, on the other side, you know. And then if he's just gonna go after the fire, we know he's just a kid looking at the colorful, uh, exciting, uh, flashy things. And if he goes after the jewels, we, we better watch out. So of course we know Moshe, with Moshe Rabbeinu, the smart Moshe Rabbeinu, even baby Moshe he goes over there and he starts going for the the jewels, the diamonds, whatever it is. And Amalek pushes his hand over to. Um, to Take the torches, his hand over and then he touches the fire and whether he'd put the coal in his mouth, his hands in mouth, whatever exactly happened over there is, then he get a list from them. So what really is the sheikh between all let's call all of this? So here's it let's let's explain this. And we will start this way. Moshe Rabbeinu ultimately is taken to take the king to take, this throne, to take the throne, take the take the crown off Pyro's head. And this is the symbol his power represented by the Yetzirah, I'm going to dethrone you. And ultimately that's how it was, even when it was time for him to die. The Malachim others came to take Moshe's body, Moshe's Neshama. Moshe's just getting like, just like, get out of here. Like, Jesus, the Malachim others out of here. The only way Moshe was able to die is that Hashem himself had to do it. So clearly he would dethrone him. And Moshe Rabbeinu was able, even at the young age, was able to discern very clearly what was truly valuable, and might look exciting, but it's really fire. The Yates of his world, he's creating things that are really exciting, but if you know what it really is, it's fire. Moshe was able to discern between what's going between the two. But the question is this, Moshe Rabbeinu, we assume, was very, very smart. He was able to discern between the two, but maybe he's not as smart as we think. One second, emotion, but one thing you didn't realize—do you not realize that you're being tested over here? So you say, "Okay, what do you want for the little kid?" You know, okay, that's why can he be, ready? But let's leave that as a question. Did you know he's being tested? You know, and now if you go for the diamond, you're going to get yourself killed. So what's going to help you? Now, is going to quote in a tip, an interesting nativ. let's hold out that question for the moment. An interesting nativ. it says Moshe made a mistake later in the Parajam, in the story, you know, where he sees Dasan fighting with Niviram, and he's like, Russia, oh, what are you lifting up your hand? What are you doing over there? And he said, when Dasan was like, you called me a Russia? You know then he's like, "You become a sworn enemy forever, you know, and doesn't spend his whole life just causing a ruckus for, for Moshe Rabbeinu. Now he goes to Yaakov asked the question one second. Didn't they Moshe call them a Russia? The <laughs> it says he said to the Russia. But this we can possibly answer, that even if, that even if he didn't actually call him a rasha, sometimes you could scream at someone like, what is wrong with you? And you could like translate, it, okay, he calls me an idiot. You know, that's even without actually saying it. But either way, whether Moshe called him a rasha or he felt like a rasha, then it says critique here that this was not a good move. And normally we know that that's not a good move to do that. you don't. Say to you know, call someone better to say you're a good person, but your let's go. That action was bad, or that was <laughs> you just, whatever it is. But to actually call him out like that, that's very harsh. And we do also know this from the Shlah. The Shlah, what says in the pasuk in says, "Give a chacham Musar and he'll love you. Give a rasha Musr and he will hate you. Give a fool musr. and he And he points out this is not telling you who to give Musar to. It's telling you how to give Musar. Treat a person like a chacham. Treat a person like you special; he's good, he'll appreciate it. Treat him like a piece of garbage; he will not appreciate that Moshe. And that was the critique on um, Moshe from the Netziv. A lot of people don't like to critique Moshe, nor would I. But let's try to see if we can work with go work with this. So we'd work with this situation. Okay, here's the vert. Go here, let's explain here the vert from Moshe Rabbeinu. Maybe the vert of Moshe Rabbeinu is? And let's explain something else here. There is a medjush, medjush, there, whatever it is, that the that we went out before Hashem created the world. The, all the letters of the alphabet wanted to start the Torah. The letter Tav comes over to Hashem and says, "Start the Torah with me." I'm the last letter of Memes. I'm the seal of truth. And Hashem says back to him, "But you're also the last letter of Memes. Take a seat." That's a funny thing. Obviously, every letter of the alphabet has good and bad letters that are connected to him the first and last. Letter. Whether they, like, oh, you're for the last letter of Ebba's, your last letter of Mothers, it sounds a little bit funny. But the word is like this. The letter Taf represents Midas Adin. The picture of a Taf is a Dalit with a nun connected, which is Dan, Judgment. We know Aram Ar- pays Ar- 400 shekels. is 400. pays 400. 400 Shekel to the bury his wife. It's the place of mothers, most people die because of Ayin Hara. Ayin Razgamachi 400. 400. The letter Taf is Midas Adin. As it is in English, it's very tough. But this is what actually happens over here. A world of true judgment, I should have thought to create the world of this I didn't, but he saw it couldn't exist. In the world of true judgment, you do one thing a little wrong, you're boom, you're like nice near you, the whole place is finished. He saw it couldn't exist. So he had to blend it together with Chesed and Rahlem and everything else. So tough ultimate truth, you are the seal of truth, but you're also with the last letter of Mavis. If you live a life of ultimate truth, that is also going to have the problem of mothers that will be like you can't put up you can't be safe with anything else we explain here Moshe Rabbein was rooted in the world of ultimate truth ultimate truth and he is not gonna maybe where he he stood by the first time when other made from the eight to das, and he won't be an innocent he won't be a bystander any longer he is gonna make his move and he's gonna care in you know, we'll go a what's called big way anything that happens he's not taking it lying down he feels he sees a Jew getting beaten up so it's gotta blow the other guy away with the shame of a flourish he sees Dustin doing something wrong he's like what are you doing over here that's wrong this is a world of ultimate truth a world with, this is Moshe Rabbeinu He has problems later on. There's he has problems later on with Yasser's uh, daughters and the shepherds and everything else. He's going to stand up. He's not taking anything lying down. He's going to go straight. And this really is that attitude of Sheva Levy. Sheva Levy takes that attitude, that no-nonsense attitude. Actually, interesting to know, the last of the Shvatan to die was Levy. Levy, Levy Mr. Levy, Levy, Mr. Levy, Vinyaka, Rav Levy is he's the last of shut in to die. That's a very relevant from the Serena. That's why they actually had the longest influence the uh, Shavuot Levy had what go were affected because they had the Rebbe, the longest over there. But whatever the situation was, we always know That Shavuot Levy, they always were the top of their game. They were always there in the try, everyone gets involved with the Shevet, We'll stay and learn. It was not the popular decision, but that's what they did. the Ego, we're not getting involved. Of course, they were the they were the ones who were Nefesh in the Hanukkah story. But Shavuot Levy are exactly those people. was interesting about Shavuot Levy? is, by shaved by Levi, there is, uh, you know, take a look at Yaakov's Bruchas, you know, last week's Parsha, Yaakov's like, oh, Reuben, Pachas come you're slippery like water. Ah, Shimon a Levi, curses your anger. Look, these are some great brothers. Yehuda is already, like, starting to move back. He's like, oh, they'll find a different, you know, to get a Bruchas from. The, it's a little bit, like, funny over there, what kind of Bruchas are these Bruchas over here? But one thing is important to realize now, and then ultimately they're going to be leaders and teachers and everything else. You know, you want to teach your teachers who have gone crazy like that. But the thing is, it, it's important to know that every trait has a positive redeeming factor. Of course, getting angry is definitely not great. Even the guy says, well, because he, he would have, a and and all those crazy stuff is going on over there. But, when you, but you know, when a person feels angry, you know what that means? They care. They care. And that's important. In That's important in teaching or whatever you're doing. It's, Care about the situation. Now, we, now here. So, what's about our apam Our apam is not cursing them. It's like Ur like baruch is to like magnify and to add our to You got to tone it down. A fire, it's good. You got the fire over there. They got good, but you got to tone it down. We can't. The world does not operate in ultimate MS You just, you don't do that. You, You're always like, how do I look? You'll be like, horrendous. You never ever say that. She's going to be nine months pregnant. You don't give that answer. You know, like oh, like skinny? No, you look like the good you have left. You never do that. Your kid comes home. See, the kids come home like, how do you like that picture of an elephant? You're like an elephant. This is not even a cat on its date. Don't do these things. We're not here for ultimate MS in that type of situation. MS is important. MS is the seal of truth. You can't convey things in such harsh, harsh tones. And this is... And this is what Moshe is saying. Lo, you should my I'm not a man of words. I'm, just, I'm telling you straight up the truth. This is, he represents this fiery, fiery situation. Now, this fiery situation, if it's not toned down in the right way, this could become a very, very destructive destructive, element. If it's not used in the right way, if you just you got your fire inside of yourself, and so you could put it into a negative way, it can come out scary. That can be. And maybe that really was the pshat in that Tverasist role, if that Tverasist was even true, that that potential could come out in very, very harsh ways. person that knows he's always right, a <laughs> you know, person that knows ultimate evidence, everybody else, you know, live like that, could come to levels of arrogance, could come to levels like totally, totally like contempt for other people or who knows what, and ultimately, Moshe pain with traits that you come from a world of ultimate truth, could become the what's on. Oh, no, oh, oh, That's tremendous. That's an unbelievable thing. I mean he can start off at a tremendously high place, but there can be a challenge down to the end. Those as how things go sometimes. Okay. Now I want to share with you that is one way to see it. You can argue if you want. I want to share with you, I had a interesting experience last week to um, to hear, so it was like this like intense nine to five lecture two days in a row by someone named Terry Real. And this is a, it was like a counseling situation where he's dealing with you know marriages and high intense situations over there RLT training and this person he's Jewish he's not religious it's not supposed to be a religious seminar but there was a lot of tremendous material that's over there and I'm going to try to give you my Torah my Torah take On that and share with you some of it here and I think it's actually going to connect us with the uh, is going to connect us with the parsham, you know and it's the same thing that we said over here with uh, Moshe. let's go go back to Moshe Rabbeinu over here in the other case Moshe Rabbeinu in the other case like don't you realize you can get killed for going and for going and uh, taking the let's go taking the diamonds make-believe you're going to the fire but Moshe Rabbeinu comes from a world like I come from Alderman Ennis I make all the right decisions, I do the right thing, and you want to kill me, you can kill me. But that's the situation. But here is, now I want to share with you some of the cases that he mentioned. Really a tremendous uh, seminar. Here's, this is what happens. He's, dea- he's dealing with people who are like in really bad places, sometimes sometimes very, very serious cases that he's counseling, maybe people on their way to divorce or who knows what. Here's some of the cases that go on. He's got over here a couple with... Uh, the husband seems like he was verbally abusive, maybe also physically, could stand in front of the door, not allowing her to pass, like just spit like either in her face or at the windshield. You know, he's like, he's like you know, this uh, behavior is like pretty abusive. You know, he's like, Has anyone, have you encountered in your life anyone with like abusive type of behavior like this? So usually this goes back to the early childhood days. And he said, like, yeah, my stepmother, she's like, tell me about her. It's like, she was the worst, nastiest, evil person in the world. He's like, I've got good news and bad news for you. What do you want first? He's like, give me the bad. The bad news is you've become your stepmother. How does it feel? He's like, terrible. Oh, that's horrendous. Like the worst thing you could ever t- tell me. What's the good news? The good news is I've met psychopaths. I've met people that couldn't care less about anything. I see you're a good guy, and even the fact that you actually feel bad about this, that even, that even supports the opinion even more that you're a good guy. And if you're actually ready to work and try to change, that would make you like a real hero. It's like, how does that feel? And I you see this felt good to him because, really, if you were being married at this point, this person, like, you know, you become that stepmother, that person you hated. That's a horrible feeling here it's sort of about what's called balancing them out. What is, let's just stop right here and mention this point. What Moshe Rabbeinu represents is a world of ultimate MS. What Aaron Cohen represents is being able to take that MS and who he'll be for you for a mouth, being able to bring it into a palatable place, be able to say things in a way that people will be able to deal with it. Aaron, according to ultimate marriage counselor, as the others do have says, even after Aaron died, 80,000 kids with the name Aaron went after the Aaron, and they were all born because of the peace that Aaron made between the husband and wife, going over to each one saying the other one wants to make peace to you and everything else. Aaron's bringing you the truth, but in a tangible way that you can deal with it. So sometimes just the chance itself could be too heavy and just too much. And you're like, yeah, fine, I'm a piece of garbage. And then it help you. So here there was a tremendous balance On so one hand, he's giving the ultimate end. I was like, oh, my gosh. On another hand, he's doing it in a way that you could see that it's couchable and you're able to move on. So now he goes on further. He says, okay, I can help you. What are you going to do? Here's what you do. You could do, you want to go crazy, you want to do, do, what, you could do whatever you want. You know, everything you could do, you can do. Only you need to do one small little thing before we start. Get a picture of that stepmother. Before you're about to go into any of your crazy rampages, pick up that picture. And when you pick up that picture, you look at that woman and you say, right now I would rather be more like you than caring about my wife. And after you say that simple statement, then go on and do whatever you please. And he's like, I will never get angry ever again. Now, whether or not I'll never get angry ever again, might be a point of contention. But one thing we know, if you actually had to say that, it would be very, very difficult to get angry. And he has the same case going in the other direction. For a woman who is going crazy and screaming at her husband and just doing over there like this, sometimes for women they feel more connected to the kids than to their to spouse. So for that person... When you want to get angry, with your husband, you could do whatever you want. You just pick up a picture of the kids and you say, "Over here, right now, I would rather get angry, even though it's going to cause all types of damage to you guys for who knows how long, than care about you." So I hang with you, and, <laughs> and let's go ahead and do whatever you want. Yeah, after say that, you know, she, could she really get angry? So this was one of the let's go. This was one of the things that let's go that you said. Now let's let's go. Let's go further. And we want to mention something else. So what he's also going to do a lot of work over here is things are usually going to go back to situations that happen in early childhood. In early childhood, situation could, you know, could be over here. That usually something difficult happened, and that's what he calls the WC, the wounded child, and then it becomes the active child, and the child had to figure out how to live in the world with that problem, and then he came with some conclusions. And then, and some of them might be fairly good ideas, but... You know, not. But there's a lot of faults inside all of this. And sometimes we spend our entire life operating based of the ideas that our <laughs> five year old has created or created from us, even if we're fifty. So, and here is a few examples. There a guy. This guy used to lie right and left, just about every stupid thing. And he went for this. He went to therapy. Therapist said, "Then, points out him. You know what happened?" When he was younger, what ended up happening? His mother was like a helicopter mom, was like on top of him, like he just, like a, he, he couldn't function in the world. You know, where were you? Where were you here? here, here. So he learned the only way he could function is if he's gonna lie. We're not advocating lying, but that's what actually happened over there, and that's how he was able to function in the world. So there he points out to him, you know what? When you're younger, could be you needed to do that in order for you to survive and function in the world. Maybe it served you then, but it doesn't serve you now. And now is time to work on that. Ultimately, what ends up happening, one day he goes to the, the grocery, he comes home, his wife's like, where's the oranges? So he was about to say his usual baloney, forgot it was set at the store. He stopped himself, he said, I forgot. She burst out crying. She says, she burst out crying, she's like, I was waiting for this for 25 years, finally. She's open with him. But this is what's going on in this situation. Now. Well, that's really wild. Is how this all what's called, how this all works. Then he's got a what's called he's got and what's also pretty uh, wild is that he'll actually have the spouse being w- w- there with him. And there was uh, a case where um, was a case where it was a case where he goes the more the more, where the more she starts nitpicking with him, the more he starts you know trying to get out of here and you're building up resistance and being quieter and colder. And the more he's being colder, the more she's getting either annoyed at him or just also being colder until the whole place falls apart completely. Now, so let's go back. So now he's dealing, What's called he's dealing with her. He always has two people. The one he calls the blatant and the latent. The blatant is the one that's like sort of the instigator, you know, the more dominant figure, and the latent is sort of the responder to this. So in this particular case, she was, where well, was the blatant, she's always like nitpicking and, you know, going over here. So he goes, so yes, sir. is there any, you know, how was that for, did you encounter that? And she did. When she was younger, a mother, whatever it was, nothing was good enough, you know, and she was learning about that. Now, the, then you're going to have to have a conversation, with, you know, with that, with the old you. Now, this was a wild case. You have over here. Let's go. what's also interesting is that the husband is there for this. Now you might think, "Why in the world would you want the husband there for this? What does he need to be there for?" But the interesting thing is you know, this guy hadn't was like totally like frozen. He hadn't cried in like 15 years. After she did her intervention, he says, "I want you to see something. look at your husband's face." and he was crying, because now he actually understood what she was going for. How many times in life we're so quick to judge, but we don't really jump to understand the other person, see where they're coming from, we're just quick to judge. That was not an important lesson, but let's point what's no gay us here. So this case, this is our last case that we're going to discuss, maybe another time we'll revisit this, this seminar but so this is the last we're mentioning here and then we'll revert back to the terror segment and the points that I want to bring out there. This woman's 47 years old and, this, and she's really like, she was really called a rager, like when she gets angry, she's fighting with her husband Dom <coughs> things go wild she's slamming doors, she's cursing she's going nuts and a really, really powerful personality. <clears throat> so he takes him back again to the childhood, and of course the early years weren't easy, but what was really hard for her was dealing with her 15-year-old self. She looks like at a 15-year-old self with such disgust and such hate and such, you know, everything. She's like, try to have a conversation with her. You know, picture, bring her out here. and he's, what, her, what do you want to say to her? You I know, want to say to you like, how did you let you know you know, like, how did you allow yourself to become like this and people to do things to you? And you, the way you were so immature, you just like you were such a punk, and you just didn't pick yourself up and you just didn't get your act together. You just, it was just crazy. You know what you did? How did you allow yourself to do that? And then Tyrell says that you realize that she saved your life. She found strategies to be, able to, to be able to allow you to live in the world. She's like, I know that, but I still hate her. Said, if she can talk to you now, what would she say? She's like, she's like, listen, which, when he said this with a, a B, but this is the religious version here, is, I did the best I can. He's like, do you realize she did? And then she had to come to the point like, yeah, I do realize she did. You ready to make peace? Someone else ready to make, let's go make peace. Okay. Now, you're going to go go keep her, put her in your heart, put her behind you. You're going to protect that young child now. And now you're going to tell her. You're going to say, and she did things and you needed, and whatever else. But now you're going to tell her like this. You know what? It's over now. You're not making decisions anymore. I'm in control. This is the 47-year-old talking to her 15-year-old self. And then the craziest, the craziest line comes this. She says, You're, I'm married to Tom. You're not going to hurt Tom anymore. Understand? Which is so wild. Which means that when, that when she's going crazy in these arguments and slamming doors and cursing and knowing everything else, this is her 15-year-old self going nuts and this is just because it's never changed. Now the adult is taking over, and the functioning adult is gonna deal in a much smarter and a, let's go efficient way. And these are some of the parts in the therapy that he says. One more point I wanna mention, and then I just wanna bring it back to the Torah aspect with this. this. He says a harmonious home, so asked them. he says, can you see, let's go, can, is it OK for kids to see parents fight? So there were definitely people in the crowd that were feeling it was better or not, and it was a respected opinion. I mean he, he respected that. But his comment — and you can go whatever, go how you want here, but I think the point is worthwhile — says you, if you let's go if they see you fight. The, you can at least let them see a fight, but at least let them see you make up. Meaning, for the healthy situation, for safety in the house, what's the story? Safety in the house? Doesn't have to be unbroken, a harmonious situation that everything is perfect, and we live in La La Land. You can start with the harmony. You could go to disharmony, which is connected with disillusion. you are like, oh my gosh, this is the person I'm married to. I didn't sign up for this. I can't believe this. I didn't know any of this. You know, I heard from a, a different marriage counselor once said, He at the Pasuk of the Torah that his marriage. is Yaakov woke up in the morning and a holded player. He's like, I can't believe what happened here. You know, says that's when marriage really begins the stages of of marriage what's called the stages of go from harmony to disharmony to repair that's safety so the child could see it could happen people could fight things could happen, but they're able to pick up the pieces that's the healthiest thing for the child and the truth is this is mamish the universe. The universe is, we blow on Rosh Hashanah, Tekiyah, Truah, Tekiyah, Takiya Sharm, is the Midas HaChesed. It starts out with Chesed. It starts out good. Sharm and truest things are broken and difficult along the way. But in the end, it's going to work out good. This is how Hashem created the world. He created the world. He created Adam and Chavah as one. They're one connected entity. He split them off into two. as go. And He split them off into two. And two always represents dichotomy or the possibility of it as even in the system of numbers achat, shtayim, shalosh, only shtayim is plural, two represents those two opposites that are going on over there and that's even the word azer konegdo is either corresponding to you or opposite to you and or against you and that's the the Matthias of the number two, two opposites that can kill each other or can work in tandem but the tapas of the base is the bias where the male and female will be able to function together, that's its greatest tapas when they're able to come back and become Basar again so it starts as one they separate but the tackle of the separation is to become united again the creation of the universe, the force of chesed created Sunday. Eilem chesed yabana. The force of Gvura, division, midas Adin created Monday, the splitting of the high waters and the low waters. But it all had to connect back, and the day of Tzarus on Tuesday, as Priskin points out, what happened on Tuesday? It's plant growth. And how do plants grow? By a blend of light and water. Sunday some creation of light. Monday is the splitting of the waters. And Tuesday they're blending together. So it starts, uh, it starts. There's the uh, harmony, there's disharmony, and it repairs. That's the universe. Everything is always like that. That's all the talks about it. Pesach, you get like the big excitement and everything else and all the magic. Then you've got to have the guru working their way up until finally we get to Torah. But this is, the, this is the situation. This is the stages that things go. And actually, I wanted exactly that. Safe for Berisha, starts off Baratia at the beginning Hashem created a Shemay arts Choice you going to be a shaman ticket person or the a person. Baratish is for the two races. is for the Jews and for Klai Yisrael There, what's go that Hashem created, what could Hashem created. The Hashem created what could Hashem created the universe. And the next passage is the arts Hayas at Tohu the Home. But over here, but the Arats is Tovo, the Arbogolius and all the trouble and what go and everything else. There is and that's how, that's how what's called safe and Voracious starts. But Hashem wanted to create a world where there would be challenges, where there would be difficulties, and you would overcome and you would choose. you want to be a shaman person? you want to be an Azizah person? And we were supposed to rise to the top. This is what we were supposed to do. Safer Shamos, so with the safer at the bottom we're gonna start the same way. It says the aila shamos panayas roll, the Bible term says Rosh Tavis. For Adamasha Loman Seder, a person makes a Seder, Shemos Rosh Davis Naya Nikovakum, but niba Komium Yasha with a nice voice he singing, Yisrael Yekh Archum Laelom, you will have many long Yesra because we're represented by Torah. And over here if you take the Sophia Tis in the first postilim and chuva, I end what's called the Brussels firm on that. But over here is Hab it's the down the same story. Over here is what Hashem wanted us in the situation in a world which was so tempting and so traveling and so anything else to be able to rise above to be who we're supposed to be to so be pulled out of that. The birth of the Jewish nation here in Pasha as the Jews are falling into the abyss, headed to the in that level of Tumah. Everything is what's going. Everything is everything is falling apart. So, you know what's 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 happening over what's happening over here, and what does Hashem want? And that's exactly what Hashem wants. In a difficult world, in a world of challenges, in a world that's so harsh and with so many difficulties, He wants us to come out of that. Come out of our own what's go, Come out of our own Mitzrayim. When we come out of our own Mitzrayim, the travel in life is to go from Mitzrayim to Eretz Yisrael, from the Mitzrayim, from the boundaries, from those difficult things that tie you down till Eretz Yisrael, I want to become a Jew. It's always the travel, let's go the travel in life. And it's always like this. It's interesting to know is that what's called Mitzrayim starts off with Oral Arba Aser. On the night of the 14th, a Esachamek, some point out, is the night of the fourteenth when you enter the fourteenth year of your life, you hit by mitzvah. now it's time to check your comments. Now it's time to work against all those things. You know the Yita has been with you for some time. Now it's time to work. And this is how Hashem creates the world for us. Very early on we're gonna run into all different types of challenges, all different types of situations. But he's gonna want us to try to grow and pull out of that sit pull out of the situation. It's interesting is in the Haggadah, that person is having the Seder by himself who asked the Manashtana? They don't ask themselves the Manashtana. It's such a vert that we should ask ourselves the Manashtana, but it is, sometimes there is an internal work, and it's our job, he got it to Levincha, the father, to tell it over to the sons. The father is always that functional adult, and the son, the child, is the one who's caught up in all the mar of trouble and everything else. And just by Moshe Rabbeinah, most children, they can see glamorous things, and, so, and it looks so tempting, and some people who we'll stay children their whole life see glamorous things and look so tempting. But we need a dysfunctional adult needs to be like Moshe Rabbeinu and say, no, 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 no. That's the fire. That's the agat to Tell it over to your inner child. Get yourself over here. Pull yourself out of Yomatran. And this is what Hashem wanted. He put us in the world of challenges. He pulled us in a world which is not so easy. But he wants us to get moving and get out of there and go be the best they can exactly in that type of world. Okay, wishing everyone a hey, good Shabbos. It was Parsha Shemoz. That was a good bye.